Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. The season three premiere. Woo! I think when I said premiere, my P were a little popping for emphasis. Yeah. Premiere, premiere. Dude, you're the popping fucking king next to the TikTok king. TikTok king. Yeah, which which crown takes you know the 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 top level there? I think it's got to be TikTok. Oh, it's definitely TikTok. How many bills are you gonna have to pay from all the listeners that have blown their car speakers listening to No Block No Rock? Listen, um, (laughs) you guys call me the TikTok King. When we were doing our freaking video for our season our season two highlights, right? I was trying to make a TikTok of our little behind the scenes. Didn't post. Oh, didn't no. post. So how good am I really? You fu- I, you fudged it up. It's would, not even no. in the drafts, bro. So I'm gonna say I'm kind of that about makes it. you even like a better TikTok king because you have such high standards. Yeah, that you yeah. trash something mm, that obviously would have been beautiful. I mean, there's but some you had things such high standards. There's so. some things where we get like 2,000 views, and he's like, "That's not enough." Yeah, I was like, "Dude, listen, 2,000 views on something that's listen, pretty good." Listen, when you gain, and look, I'm not bragging, but when you gain, you like are. a little bit. When you gain like a hundred new followers and you post a video and you have six views after like six hours, that's like a view an hour. Bullshit. Like a dollar an hour. Dude, I use hashtags galore. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm a little salty about that, but. Yeah, well, uh, on the topic of season three, I mean, if you would have told me when I walked down into the basement of Mike's mm. house. His, da- his dark, dank basement. For the first time. <laughs> Stinks. to come down there and take pictures of you guys yeah and then now we're sitting here uh by the way at nebraska brewing company we're actually recording in the brewery for some more video work that we're doing for the, the you know the the big announcement for season three yeah it's hot as hell in here i'm just gonna flat out we're say looking it. at yeah. forklifts and we're looking at <laughs> fucking a lot yeah, of what steel. are these what Boxes. are these steel things called <laughs> these guys uh behind me are our fermenters this is where the magic happens right here <laughs> but i mean i mean if you would have told me when i walked down there in mike's basement that we would be sitting right here in this in this brewery mm. i would have called you i would have called you crazy and there are yeah. there's some big news coming up for no block no rock you teasing it I'm oh, teasing it. Teasing? There's He's some teasing big it. news coming. Kyle is a tease. I am. Hey, just like a high school girl, right? There, that's right. <laughs> hey, listen, there's still some things we got to read first. Yeah, before, hey, we're working on it. You know, but there's some big news coming. Yeah. And that all is because of you guys. Thank you for listening to some guys that just wanted to drink some beer and talk some Husker football and give you some real shit. Not that bullshit that's on the media. Like we are giving you the real stuff all the time. Real opinions. Unadulterated. Yeah, never adulterated. Yeah, never, never will be. No, never. No. So, now, Kyle, but, you mentioned that we are in this hot ass brewery. <laughs> We're looking at forklifts and fermenters and all that shit. Now, earlier, before I switched to this Pilsner, because I'm a little baby, I got a wick for brains. Connor Kavlak, our, our NBC guy over here, we need you to tell the listeners a little bit more about wick for brains. So Wick for Brains is probably our number one like seasonal beer. 
It comes out every fall. It is a pumpkin ale. Uh, and a lot of people get freaked out when you say pumpkin ale. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Spooky. Well, and they, they think like you're going to be drinking this really thick, yeah. spicy, or like nutmeg yeah beer. basic bitch season yeah basic bitch season yeah like th this is not a pumpkin spice latte do not be scared it is really <laughs> well balanced a nice we use real pumpkin we are not using any extracts or anything like that we use all spice to get this really nice flavor that's like i said really balanced and it is uh, like i said it is it, probably in my opinion our best seasonal beer frankly i understand that pumpkin is like a very seasonal flavor it always comes out in yeah. the fall Frankly, I wish this beer was out year-round. Hey, I say it every time I drink it. I've talked about this beer numerous times on the podcast. I'm a basic bitch. I love drinking that pumpkin shit. So sign me up. You, you said you use real pumpkin. I think I had a, a pumpkin seed. Did you? Yeah. I I, there's jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> over there. That was I was just dropping those in your beer. <laughs> that was just for you. Hey, pumpkin seed's got protein in it. I'm good. Yeah, you, you go with that. Kyle, but you, man, you're half full over there, man. You've been sipping on something. What you got? Yeah. Uh, to many people's surprise, I'm drinking the Takarabeza. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to say it? I'm the, gonna dra say it. the dramatic pause for effect. <laughs> it's good. Um, for those of you who could not see him, he glanced at all of us right before he said it. Yeah, it's my go-to beer. I, I have unfortunately not tasted the uh, the Wick for Brains yet, mm. yet. but I promise mm. I will be, and I will give all the uh, non-craft beer drinkers, you know, like, the, the 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 people that don't necessarily drink a whole lot of alcohol, I'll give you guys my honest review on it. The real skinny on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, enough of Nebraska Brewing Company. Come Those to their guys. tap. Come to their tap room. Their their main room is not as hot as where we're at right now. <laughs> it is very comfortable in there in we, that tap room. This is dedication. We do have air conditioning. That's just good. Not here. This is dedication to all the listeners. We are sweating our asses off. <laughs> all for you. All for you. Hundred uh, Eighth and Harrison, Lavista, Nebraska. That's the 68128 zip code, baby. Damn right. I rip it. Okay. Nebraska football. We are officially 18 days out from kickoff. And my tradition, I like to name the notable 18ers okay. that have worn that number, right? So you got John Bostick, Quincy Anunwa. Okay. Trey Bryant. I think, it, I, think it's, I see his knee over there somewhere. Uh, R.I.P., yeah. right? Behind, behind the forklift. <laughs> yeah, we hold that in the corner over there. <laughs> uh, of course, how can we forget Matt Masker? Yeah. And another notable quarterback. Who have I left off? Brooke Berenger. Brooke Berenger. May he, may he rest in peace, of course. So, Northwestern, Ireland. It's supposed to be like 65 degrees. That's just the typical Ireland weather. Oh, that's some good fucking that's, weather, though. That's football weather, baby. Oh, I think hopefully there's some like just drizzle, just that slight drizzle, just a little mist, like, just a mist. No, I don't. I want perfect weather so Casey Thompson has a good spiral, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, according to Frost, he's got a very good grip on the ball. I hope. See, his thumb's I, good. Do you? I, I love 65 Casey degrees, but I think for a Big Ten game, mm. ideal football weather. Is thirty degrees and <laughs> dumping snow. Yeah, that's yeah. some Big yeah. Ten fucking <laughs> yeah, weather. No, Big listen, Ten football. The, the Michigan State win a couple years ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was that's football. I was there. Oh, I was there as well. And like I was freezing twenty my ass below off. zero. That's the, the bleachers in Memorial Stadium were fucking frozen. Nine to yeah. six, baby. <laughs> Let's go. That is Big Ten football right there. <laughs> okay, what you were talking about? You're talking about the grip of the football. Yeah. Let's take it back all the way to last season. 
Eric was sitting on the podcast. Of course we're talking about Illinois and about the heat. And yeah. he's like, you know, there might be some trouble holding on the ball. And I was like, why, Eric? He's like, because of the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that will not be an issue unless Casey's thumb is not working. The, pers- the perspiration. The perspiration. <laughs> to be fair, when you, when you watch that Illinois game, what, uh, what happened in that game? Someone lost the grip of the ball, it got and shreddy. the other guy took it the other way for six. Like, so it, Eric was fucking right. And who might that guy have been? Don't worry. He's dead. <laughs> the horse is dead. <laughs> he's not a horse. He's a wild cat. <laughs> oh, he's been sitting on that one for so long. He's been waiting for that. No, I haven't, man. I just came up with that shit. It's that wick for brains running through me. Okay, so just, there hasn't been like, a terrible amount of news coming out. You know, fall camp has officially started. They're practicing. You got coaches talking, this and that. Um, the most notable thing, I think, in, in my mind, and you guys can bring up your own, but listening to Bill Bush talk about special teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I see that Kool-Aid over there. I'm not drinking it, but I will say it is refreshing to have a guy go up to a podium and talk about special teams and not just talk about it, but like show some like gumption, passion and passion. Right. And he's he's he, he's mentioned the running backs, especially Ramir Johnson, Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant. Now, these guys, he, he says Gabe's on the front lines and he's like he's all in on special teams. The coaches are all in on special teams. You got Chinander like, OK, what can I do to help? Help me help you. Right. So what, what, listening to a guy talk about special teams compared to the last few years when there's been nobody there to talk about special teams, it's refreshing. And it gives me hope. gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, and like two things that I took away from listening to Bill was, number one, he talks about every coach except for like two is involved in the special teams. Yeah. So that means that you can like assign – each coach to little bits and pieces of every special teams. And that way, look, this coach is guaranteed to be able to take care of these four guys. Yeah. Right? So if they fuck up, that coach needs to fix something about those guys. Exactly. Right. And number two, he made a comment and was like, you know, I really like running backs and wide receivers um, at like the returner spot because they're used to holding on to the ball. Now, let's take it back a little. <laughs> Music to my ears. Let's take it back a little bit. And I don't know why I've never thought of this in the in the past, but Cam Taylor Britt against Illinois, and then a couple games <laughs> after that, and then a couple games after you're that. Not, you're not going to mention what happened. In he's that. No. <laughs> he is given a chance, right? And there's muffed punts. There's, there's safeties. There's all sorts of crazy shit going on. And why do you think that is? Because the guy doesn't touch the ball every day. He's not no. he, he's not a wide receiver, he's not a running back. He's not somebody that is designed to hold on to the ball and run. He's designed to be out there on the defense hawking balls. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I don't I, I don't know why I've never thought about that in the past. Is like uh, duh, you want somebody over there that is used to running with the football. And not just that. So after that Illinois incident, that's what we're calling oh, it, yeah. the incident. <laughs> um trademark a, a, for a few games after, they, they kept running CTB out there on special teams to return punts. And as a fan watching, even myself, I go, that guy doesn't want to return that punt. Like, he's letting it bounce. Or 
he doesn't, or he'll catch it and doesn't want to return it. Like there's that apprehension. There's that hesitancy to, oh God, I don't want to fuck this up. So hopefully having a running back back there, who's going to have a little bit more of a instinct, if you will, to, okay, this is a good return. I see a space there. I got a blocker making a lane. Maybe I have a chance to return this. Mike, you have your hand raised. Go. <laughs> okay, you guys are talking about running backs and returning kicks. The guys that I want to touch the football are wide receivers, guys that are used to catching the ball in the air. Right. You have Trey Palmer, who has experience returning punts and kicks, and I would much rather have him back there than any of these running backs. I Ooh. understand you're hearing all these running back names, Dude. and I, I like that. I like that. If you're going to hear starters on special teams, I'm all about it. Yeah. Okay. But if you can hear a name like Trey Palmer, who has experience doing it at the SEC level, mm. that's what I want to hear. I don't give a shit if it's a running back. I don't give a shit if it's a tight end. Like, No, it needs to be a wide receiver with flat speed who knows how to catch the ball and go. So to Kyle's point, talking about and don't get me wrong, CTB does have did have great field awareness. Hell of an athlete. Hell of an athlete. No, no one is out here denigrating this guy. He no is doubt. great. No. But I think again, like field awareness uh, from CTB spot to a running back or a receiver or anything like that is wildly different. And so to your point where it's a guy who's gonna be more comfortable and really looking for these real opportunities, that is gonna create a much larger difference than a lot of people realize and like when you said it the first time seconds ago it kind of blew my brain into a million pieces i i, I had not thought about that before now um and mm -hmm. so yeah moving to these offensive minded guys is going to be huge but I you guys forget okay. though i mean like cam taylor Britt, he was a quarterback coming out of high school i mean he was the offensive guy he five had, he years was, ago I, yeah but not but when he, he was, was in college he was used to having the ball in his hands and Scott Frost referred to him as a playmaker. Like the guy, get your best players on the field, you know, and I'm all for that. He did but his fair to, share. To, to that point, though, do like, has Scott Frost really identified playmakers effectively over the oh, last shit. four to five years? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Has he, has he really done that? <laughs> don't say you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at the record. I think that's like a pretty easy thing to say. Like, eh, I don't I, know about that. I honestly, and this might be a hot take, he might not be, the best playmaker that nebraska has had in the scott frost era is maurice washington i'm just throwing that out there i like, i don't disagree with well, and, and scott, I mean, well, and scott fought disagree. for him scott fought for him he did but like that was the guy that you knew if he touched the ball something could happen and i just haven't seen anybody since then that when they touch the ball you know that it could be a house call i mean wandale I could say Wandale. Uh, okay. I don't Wandale. I, I, no, but I I might Nebraska, agree with Kyle there too. I would put them on the same level. No, 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 no. I would put them yeah, on the same level. Nebraska Wandale and Kentucky Wandale are way different. Yeah, yeah, because, because of the we position. Didn't, yeah, we didn't utilize them properly. But that's what I'm saying. Like when he played at Nebraska, I just every time he touched the ball, which he touched the logs, he played fucking running back. Yeah. They try to put the ball in his hands. And, he's, and too, he's not a running back. Yeah. <laughs> like every time he touched the ball, I wasn't like, oh, this could go the distance. He got caught up. Caught from behind numerous times That's, too. Yeah, I remember yeah, he's watching not a lot running of running back. Yeah, uh, you know, Mike, I will say I am a little curious. It's a little curious that Bill Bush did not mention Trey Palmer at all by name because when he came here, I can just speak for myself. One of the highlights that I saw in particular was Trey housing a punt return, Thank and it's you. like, but but it's got me thinking. Why hasn't he been mentioned? 
I think. Why is it the running backs that are just being mentioned and not Trey Palmer? Don't want to have Northwestern known too much. Is this right? more smoke and mirrors? Oh, yeah. Is probably. this more smoke and mirrors? Well, and you got to remember too, when the season starts, guess who gets to talk to the media? OC, DC, HC. Right. That's it. Yeah. No Bill Bush. Bill, you won't hear from Bill Bush again. It's true. So this is it. You're, this is the only time you're going to hear from Bill Bush. The only time you're going to hear from Mickey Joseph. All these assistants are not going to be talking. So you're going to get chins. You're going to get Whipple, and you're going to get Frost. That's it. So, yeah, um, the assistants, according to Bill, are kicking ass. Yeah. That was that was a word-for-word quote from Bill Bush, kicking ass. Good. And, uh, yeah, there's a part of me that is like, I've heard that before. Of course you're going to say that. But yeah. listen, hold on. Hold on. I mean, have but, you, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, have you That's ever- a drop. <laughs> have you ever heard a team come to the mic and been like, yeah, we look like shit. But listen, <laughs> but let me, I want to counter that though. Like there's a reason why I said that I'm encouraged by Bill Bush's engaging presence, because I feel like if a coach is, he sees his guys out there, right? Day after day, I think it was like practice eight. If you see eight practices and your guys are not performing, I think that would show I think there's only so much like um, positivity that you can show. Yeah. You can't hide After, it forever. Yeah. So it's like when he, when his presence at the mic, it's like, you know what? Maybe he sees these guys performing well. And even Scott Frost, you know, he, he asked some players, what's the hardest part of practice? Special teams. Maybe that's made up. I don't know. But if it's true, if special teams is in fact the hardest part of practice, let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. For, not, not to, Guzzle Kool-Aid. I'm a, I'm a You're taste, sipping. I'm going to take a taster. Are you putting sipping. your you're yeah. tapping your tongue in there, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm lapping my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> now, another quote, or not necessarily a quote, but a thing that Scott Frost has said is he has clarified that this is Whip's show. Now, at Big Ten Media Days, the hoopla was Scott Frost is like fighting this thing, right? He's, no, I'm still involved. And then he kind of changes his tune a little bit and says, this is Whip Show, in fact. And hope you know, I'm hoping that it's not just Trev saying, hey, Scott. Now come Scott, on, Scott. Come on. Yeah. You're <laughs> send, in trouble. Send, You're in timeout. Send timeout for a little bit. <laughs> so he's clarified, hey, this is Whip Show. And there is really no doubt that Scott is taking a step back. Whereas at Big Ten Media Days, the notion was, no, I, he's... He's fighting the noise, man. He's he's rebelling against it a little bit, but changes his tune. So my question here is, and I know this is you know maybe a little bit out there, but is this Scott Frost really truly embracing the change that we're hoping to see in this Nebraska program, or is this him saying, "Look, I know this year is very critical, and with all the changes we've made in the coaching staff and with our offense, I mean, we look wildly different than we did last year." Is this him maybe trying to scapegoat a little bit and give himself a little bit of safety? Or is it actually him saying, like, look, um, I, I'm ready to step back and let this thing kind of take its course? Well, I I think to that, I think that obviously there's there's absolutely zero doubt in my mind that he feels the pressure. And he sees all the articles. He sees all the hoopla out there in the media. And if I'm Scott Frost, this, is, this could m- – instead of looking at it as like a scapegoat, I would look at it as like, uh, this is what you all want, right? Sure. Or 
it all could also be looked at as like, hey, this is better for the program. So everyone is telling me, right? Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, he gets out there and he says, oh, yeah, you know, I'm taking a step back. And he could add on to that and say, because mm. I see what what everyone is telling me, right? I see, I'm sure Trev is telling him this. I'm sure he's seeing it all over the place. I'm. He's just saying like, yo, like I know what you all want. I know what you want to hear, so. Yeah, and, and, right. and so I'm stepping back and he's taking over. Like, Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, has maybe. Scott Frost in his tenure at Nebraska ever given you a reason to think that he is going to appeal and appease the fans like that he can actually stick to his guns on that. Like, I don't believe that Scott Frost is actually taking a step back. No, I, I think what he said at Big Ten Media Days was raw. And I think what he said this past week was prepared and prepped. Yeah, I you say, like, is Scott Frost? I, I guess and I, I'm maybe distilling this in the wrong way. Like, would Scott Frost be willing to, you know, sort of deceive fans and say, you know, this is what's happening when, yes. in fact, that's not happening? Yes. I firmly believe he would. Yeah. Uh, like, I, and I, again, I, again, all of us around these tables right now are rooting for Scott Frost's success. Yes. Yeah. We are. Because ultimately but, means Nebraska's success. And that's really all we want. Right. But yes, Scott Frost is out there. He is coaching for his job. Mm -hmm. He's going to say what he needs to say. I really want it to be Whipple show because I, again, I think all of us around here can say that Scott Frost has been an ineffective play caller for several years. I do want it to be Whipple show, but I don't know that I totally believe it. I wouldn't say ineffective play caller, but I would say. I'm not saying totally ineffective, but at least like <laughs> mar like marginally ineffective. Like well, he's, he hasn't been great. Yeah. I mean. Can Whipple just call the plays inside the 20-yard line? <laughs> like, well, yeah, because, again, we keep saying this a lot. Their offense, when you look at the statistics, they're like top 20 and shit. Like, consistent. They're putting right? up yards. They put up yards. They put up points. Listen, and See, but they don't put up points. They, That's they, the but, thing. But did, like, you, they hear, have, they did have all, you hear that they the, outscored their opponents last year? God damn it. <laughs> that 56-7, people leave that out. Okay, all the time. But when it comes to like big play moments, big plays, Nebraska was like top. I don't know the exact figure, but they were like top twenty. But when you get inside that red zone, pucker. Oh yeah. And you don't. You didn't have a kicker, a consistent kicker that didn't help. So I yeah, I think Mike's point about him, about Scott Frost not being effective, might be misleading. But there's just something about those last 20 yards, man. That Scary. it's just, I don't know if it's, if you just that's change the field goal kicker, if that's enough. I don't know. There yeah. have been like cute moments where it's like, yeah, why? Yeah. You know? And the cute stuff, yeah. Like once you get to the 20 yard line, all of a sudden you just start seeing like the wheels spinning. All of a sudden it's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> uh, we just we just ran down Rutgers' throats for eighty yards, but once we get to that one yard line, let's try a shovel pass. Or or like, yeah, a, a why guy would you come, do that? A guy comes in the game and you're like, wait, I mean he hasn't played all game. Now all of a sudden he's in this crucial moment and he's just kind of put in there, and it's like, where's the rhyme or reason? It yeah, didn't seem this, like there was a method to the madness. This is the time to start taking chances. The right. safe option has got us this far. And now when we're getting to a point where it's really going to create some real effect, we 
divert from the path we've been on, why would we do that? You said right. a you said a really good word though. Oh, the safe option, safe. right? Yeah. Let's start running high percentage plays inside the 20 uh -oh. yard line, right? Mike, what, we, what are you talking about? We've talked about this like a hundred fucking times. I know, here. I know. If you're inside the fucking, we'll say two, two yard, yard line, line. Right? inside the one, <laughs> inside the one, just fall the fuck over. <laughs> yes. Do not line up in the shotgun. Don't do anything. Just don't be cute. Run a high percentage plays. And that's what I hope. I hope when Scott Frost is saying, yeah, it's it's whip show, right? I mean, does anybody believe that? I don't. Good luck. I don't. Okay. But I hope yeah. Whipple is able to actually make the high percentage play calls when it matters. Yeah, well, and so the and to this point, what I'm very excited about, Mike Farrell on the podcast, I think about a month and a half ago, friend of the pod, um, recently, and I know we've mentioned this several times before, named Whipple as one of the top five coordinators in the country. In the country. So hopefully yeah. that's really going to, uh, frankly, I'm hoping that we see a real divergence from what Husker football has done recently. Yeah. I, I want to see some real, real change. I think it'll catch people on their toes. So the Big Ten's been really set in their ways for a long time. And I think bringing Whipple in, who runs a very different style of offense from what a lot of these teams have seen or are at least used to, can create results. But again, as we've talked about, I don't know how many times now, right. we really have to trust that Whipple is actually going to be the guy in charge and this isn't kind of some sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors, some, you know, diver or uh, distraction. It's probably a little column A, a little column B. I think yeah. Scott Frost hopefully is taking a little bit of a step back and letting Whipple run the show. But we all know Scott Frost, offensive guru, guru, according to Jared. Wonderkin. Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to take all of his. It's his baby. Yeah, all but of you're the. Not, you're not going to. You're not, not going to step in that hospital room and see that baby lying there and snatch that. Scott's Scott's going to stiff arm your ass, bruh. But this is Mark. This get is, the fuck out. Yeah. This <laughs> and this is my last point on the subject is when we were talking about who should replace Matt Lubick, we were saying like we need somebody that's got. A hell of an experience as a as an offensive coordinator and as check. a coach. Check. We need somebody that seems a little bit hard headed. Check. 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 And that's what we got. Check. <laughs> and uh, and and so I mean that's like that's like all you can hope for, right? This yeah, is what yeah. we asked for. So it's like hopefully him coming in on the sidelines, he's gonna be like, "Yo, we're inside the twenty here. Like I know what I'm doing. Just let me do it." Yeah, let that's what we hope for. Yeah, but I you got to remember the the key word. And Scott has used it on his last two offensive coordinators. Trust. Trust. Because he trusted Lubick. Yeah, he trusted Lubick. He trusted Lubick to, right? to shut the fuck up and just do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's exactly. what he meant. That's translation. But that's where that's where the hard-headedness yeah. comes that's in. Where that's where Whipple's going to... arrogance. Is, right. Yes. The hard-headedness hard of Mark Whipple hopefully trumps the trust. The trust. <laughs> trust. So my question is, not as commentators... Husker fans, right. if we get to that point and we do not see success, what's your reaction? Fire Mark Webble. Do you because <laughs> send him to the retirement home but, in Arizona now? <laughs> as I believe all of us have said at this point, this is what we asked for. Yeah. If we if it, don't see success with these changes, what's your reaction? What do you What do you think it is? What do you think, bruh? <laughs> and it's it's not are, a are secret, you, at least. I can only speak for myself. 
Hey, clean shop, Mickey Joseph. That's it. You gotta, you gotta. Well, I didn't say Mickey Joseph. Hey, that's oh, all you, you that, keep. That's... You keep trying until you find the damn right guy. Grind it till you find it. Grind it. Oh, I haven't oh. heard that. Yeah, but yeah, until you find you're, it. You're asking what fans' reaction is going to be if they don't find success, and I'm. That's going to be a different. Oh, that's going to be a no. definition that's different to everybody because the six and six season is different from one person to the next. My my question is not to the Husker fan base as a whole. My question is to you three. Okay. Well, what is your reaction? If it doesn't work, throw it in the trash and move on. Like, I understand that Scott is the golden boy, the local. I, he is the perfect head coach for Nebraska if he's winning games. Sure. <laughs> right? Big if. And, yeah, that, right? a, a big if yeah. is, like, almost an understatement. Yeah. But, but if it doesn't work, quit trying to shove. A fucking square peg and a round hole. Yeah, Kyle, it's Kyle. over to you. I mean, look. I mean, look. Like Connor mentioned earlier, there is. I can't say there's nobody else in the state that wants it to work out more than us. But what I'm saying is, we want it to be Scott Frost. We want Scott Frost to be the winning head coach that we thought he was going to be five years ago. For the next thirty years, we want that. Yes. Right. We just I would we love want, a thirty-year coach. Yes. We want Scott Frost to be Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Yeah. We want Scott Frost to be Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. We just, want the longevity. Yeah. We want the winning. Right. Yeah. But uh, if it does not work, uh oh, he's heard, he heard winning in in Pat Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would too. I mean, yeah. listen, they do saying, win, but yeah, I'm just know. saying the long the longevity. Like, yeah. we, we want Scott Frost to be that person. I yeah. I want like a five-year span where I don't have to worry about having a new head coach. Like five years well, is listen, plenty for me. W- when you see Pat Fitzgerald at, at Big Ten Media Days, you see Kirk Ferentz. There is security there. There is confidence. There is comfort. Thank you. There's yeah. comfort. That's yeah. Nice. Because, listen, I am Iowa. I am Northwestern. Right. You can't fire my ass. It is I, Scott, it's is Scott Frost, Nebraska, though? I hope not. If not you, at the if moment. You, hey, if you not ask at the me, moment. You asked me in 2017. Yes. I would have said, "Hell yeah, you, you kidding me?" You oh. asked me in 2018. I told to say the same thing during yeah. that. During yeah, because that. the end of that season, yeah, they started off pretty strong. Yes, and people picked them to win the West. And Adrian's a Heisman finalist, dark yeah. horse guy, whatever the fuck. People had hope during they that did. UCF Auburn game. Uh, that bowl game where the announcement gets leaked that Scott Frost was coming to Nebraska. Right. When I saw that pop on my screen, I'm not going to lie to you. I was rock hard. Yeah. I was so excited. I had to change my that, Like, Yeah. He's coming home. Like, we had seen what he had done at UCF. Yeah. Uh, but again, like we talk about all the time, the transition from going from UCF to a Big Ten blue chip school. Like, that's a huge transition and a lot of yeah. pressure. And not just that, but like other other programs, notable programs, were looking into Scott Frost, and by all accounts, they wanted to hire the guy. Yeah, Florida, yeah. Florida Who, State. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you're talking so, those those schools in the South yeah. where he was. It's re- not. It's playing not, well. It's not like Nebraska was reaching for Scott Frost necessarily. It did kind of feel like that because they gave up on Mike Riley and Frost went on his run, and it's like, okay, this is going to happen. Matt Davidson, the puppet master. But, but but yeah, it's it's like it didn't feel forced because everybody agreed. National media, local media. Scott Frost is the guy. Yeah, it's not reaching. He should be the guy. Should let's let's make that clear once again. He should be the guy. Scott Frost is the perfect 
guy to be the head coach at Nebraska. I mean, he if you want any guy, if you were to sculpt a head coach at Nebraska, <laughs> it's going to look like Scott Frost. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's nothing else that you could ask for. I mean, hey. the, the coaching pedigree, the the history, the national championship quarterback. All, I mean, he's, he's from... Wood River, Nebraska. Wood River. Does that not get you hard? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, if you're a Husker fan and you weren't rock hard during that statement, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If you weren't rock hard when it got announced that Scott Frost is going to be our next head coach, you're not a real fan. Exactly. I guess your nips could be. All right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this Big Ten TV rights deal that they have made with CBS, Fox, and NBC. <laughs> Sorry, there's so many acronyms, guys. There's so many, so many. Three hundred and eighty million is that is that what we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, three hundred and eighty million dollars. And now the notable thing about this is that they're leaving out the ESECPN family of networks. He nailed it. <laughs> that was incredible. It. Yes, that includes ABC, all your Walt Disney bullshit. I just got back from there Jeez. literally like four hours ago. Yeah, Mike yes. was negotiating with ESPN. Well, I'm just telling you right now, fucking Mickey Mouse charges a lot for golf and beer. Oh, Apparently, that's, so. that's all I got to say. Oh, oh, Nebraska but, sock. Oh, but let's oh. just, let's dive into this a little bit, guys. Yeah. So what does okay. this what does this mean, big picture? Like especially with Notre Dame, they're a big target. Super conferences, but let's talk about Notre Dame first. It's like Pangea. They're all moving together. Mm. All of them are moving together. They're shifting two power conferences. That's what it's going to be. And guess what? The one side, the SEC, whoever they claim, uh, is going to have ESPN, ABC, and probably CBS. Right. Unless they get some streaming provider with Amazon or Apple or something. I also heard today that Apple might be in the running, too, for the Big Ten Network. Or not Big Ten Network, but Big Ten Games. Sure. Football games. Okay. So there's a lot of networks that are trying to work out a deal. They have to get in there right now because they know what the future of college football is going to be. It's let's grab a dominant Power 2 conference. Power 2. Power 2. Yeah. That's I, what I it mean, is. That's what it is anymore. Yes, it's Power 2. And like I said, it's Pangea. You got two major yeah. continents. And that's it. And it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah, if like, you're listening to this and you disagree with that, you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, that, that is the future. I mean, players getting paid. Apparently, now they can transfer whatever the fuck they want. They're working on that. I know it Which got backed out or whatever, but now yeah. they can transfer whatever they want. Oh, it the is vote's the, been suspended. It's, it's not backed out. It's yeah, been suspended. it's suspended. But yeah. it's, it's, it's the wild, wild west right now. But unlike the NFL, for the people who are listening that are like anti-NFL, right? The NFL has caps, right? Mm. This is literally the wild, wild west. There's no caps. There's no right. rules. There's no rules. You can get what are anybody. Rules? What are the And what? now cares? these TV deals are going to play a huge factor. They are giving universities more and more money, which means more and more power. And so I think this is the first time for years... I was of the mind that Notre Dame mm. never really had a reason to join a conference. No? They're Notre Dame. They can do whatever they want. They've been negotiating independent contracts for I don't know how long. NBC exclusive contracts. Yeah. And so now when you see these massive, massive contracts coming through where, I mean, Notre Dame, A, you take a little bit of, a, away, a little bit of work. You don't have to deal with that. And you're still getting just obscene amounts of money. I think this is finally an incentive for Notre Dame to join a conference. And I think it only makes sense that Notre Dame, if they do, would join the Big Ten. Do you think they'll keep the name Big Ten? 
Like, is that is that a big enough brand? Yeah, I think, I, you think it will yeah. be Big Ten synonym- SEC, dude. When you hear Big Ten, there's an identity. Okay. I, They're, they got their brands. I think I think you keep that. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I think the brands like the SEC is one that like obviously won't change, but the Big Ten with the number in the name, well, again, a very large brand. We we just said power yeah. two. I think that your branding is strong enough that you can do some marginal rebranding and still hold that strength because realistically you hold the value not in your name but in the programs that reside inside your conference. Yep. So if you go to, you know, the big whatever, I think the the important word there is big. Just yeah, as long as you keep big. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. And yeah. you have the B1G like that marketing right there is like yeah. And Nebraska fans have been frustrated with the Big Ten, you know, the COVID shit and You're all that. Kidding. And the officiating what? and whatever. But that B1G is kind of genius. Yeah, because it's, it's saving one. your ass. Yeah. The the word big yeah. is probably the because most valuable part of that branding. And I don't I don't see them moving away from that. Yeah, it's not the, the ten that's important. They've had no. fourteen teams for the past yeah. however many years. Yeah, we're not the Big Ten literally. No. We haven't been that way for years. No. So yeah, I mean Notre Dame, they've they've rested on their independence and it'll be very interesting because you could even say like even if Notre Dame doesn't join the Big 10, they could still have like a little side deal with the SEC like, okay, we we'll do you a favor SEC by not joining the Big 10 because that'll give them like a lot of power. Yeah. But hey, as long as you give us favorable deals, we won't join you either necessarily. But we won't join the Big Ten. So as long as you keep us in negotiations and you keep us favorable, we won't join the Big Ten to slight you. We'll just keep independent. We'll be cool. And you can destroy us in the playoff like you have been. I don't (laughs) think that they're going to be able to do that, though. These TV markets, the TV markets are going to force Notre Dame to choose a side. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. And in the cultural playoff, if you tell students at Notre Dame, student athletes, and they're, they're like, hey, so... Or even just recruits in general. Hey, if you go to Notre Dame, you can't play for a national title because you're not in the power two. Eventually, that's going to wear on the program, and they're going to have to make a move. Well, yeah, and it kind of makes you wonder, how much longer can Notre Dame kind of rest on their laurels, right? I mean, I'm not saying they're they're Nebraska reminiscent because they have made the playoff. Brian Kelly won a lot of games. Yeah, he's gone. They are modern-day relevant. But he's gone. Marcus Freeman, we'll see. But it's like, how much longer can they rest on their last title being in before Nebraska? Yeah. Right? I, so I think for the longest time before we got to this era where like money controls all, Notre Dame held all the power. But they don't anymore. No. Money has finally overtaken that. And I think it, it, it's not going to happen immediately. I, it will not happen, certainly, before this season. But it will happen in the next few years where I think Notre Dame will have to just succumb to the power of the dollar. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's – I don't think that's a hot take at all. You know, people still kind of, oh, what about the Big 12? They're going to be getting these – they might, you know. Is the Big 12 they, still relevant? I mean – If who, you ask them, yeah. <laughs> who, I, once Texas moves to the yeah. SEC and Oklahoma moves to the SEC, who's running that conference? K-State? When K-State is your top team, they, that, that's why we're a power two. There's a reason why I'm not answering that, because there's no answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. We wrapped up the ever-exciting TV deal. I know people are riveted and on the edge of their seat. They were waiting. 
They were waiting for that segment. <laughs> what about the TV deal, huh? <laughs> well, we talked about it. Money, money, money. That's maybe Notre Dame. There's your there's your summation right there. Maybe. What do you say we sign off, guys? Yeah, let's do it. Let's I'm do one it. of your hosts, Jared Hall. Kyle Byers. Mike Delaware. And Connor Cavillac. And as always, 18 days, beat Northwestern and GBR.